to forging her vindictives, dreaming about a premiership cup. We love our clubs, but they never win. Two flags in 100 years. That shit house, if you think we'll be insightful, clever or just well researched. To say that's not the case, we'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one car. Let's kick it off. Four past five past four. Hello and welcome to the ju- two guys, one car. <laughs> should, should, should we kick it off? <laughs> Good rehearsal, but should we kick it off? Hello and welcome to the two guys, one cup junk time AFL podcast grand final crossover show zoom edition for 2020 our fifth annual we're coming to you from three locations we're coming to you from uh melbourne's wayne jackson studios from sydney's rod carter studios and from byron bay's chris hemsworth studios my name is michael chamberlain and joining me is a man mm. who's been accused of setting fire to nick Boston's house it's adam <laughs> rosenbach oh g'day michael you know what i was excited that the tigers were going to get themselves another flag and i wanted mm-hmm. to i wanted to surprise nick Boston. he's been away from the house for quite some time and i thought what better way than to have some fireworks at his house now i've mm-hmm. got a mate who has a place in uh, beirut and he gave me some ammonium nitrate <laughs> which turns out is exceptionally volatile and I'd set up uh, a whole bunch of it around his house and mm-hmm. a shitload of tripwires. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, well, you see what happens. The, um, the rest yeah, of least, you know, he's got a, he's got a fixer-upper when he gets back to Torquay. And isn't that great? It gives him something to do as a triple premiership hero who doesn't even remember the game. So he should only be a two-time premiership hero because he has no recollection. Well, that's the thing. I, I imagine, like, Friday, I think it was the, maybe Thursday night or Friday night that they set fire to the house. Friday night, And I think night, it, only, yeah. it only just hurt the veranda and the front patio kind of thing. But then the thing of, like, you know, last Saturday night, like, last night, and he would have been walking around in the rooms going, oh, mate, I've been in the hub for so long, just can't, yeah. like, get to back to my house. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. uh, mate, yeah. we've got some news. And then five minutes later, <laughs> yeah. then five minutes later, he's like, oh, gee, I still want to get back to my house, get back to my bed. And they're like, oh, mate, we've got some news. <laughs> They could have really fucked with him, mate. We put a second story on your house. Oh, thanks a lot. And five minutes later, I can't wait to get back to my house. <laughs> hey, uh, why don't we welcome the guys from Two Guys, One Cup, Charlie Clawson and Will Anderson. Hello. Wow. Oh, hold your applause, please. Please, too much. Um, can, I say this? can I say this on Vlosten? Uh, what I love is there's a man who just will do anything, not go back into Melbourne lockdown. He is... <laughs> He said, the season's over. I've loved the hub. Here's what I need to know. This is the worst day of my life. I'm going to have to go back to Torquay. Someone Mm -hmm. burn my house down and then knock me out so I don't have to remember it. There's CCTV footage of someone rocking up with like whatever it was, maybe some petrol or whatever. Like, do we have any idea like who might have done it? Like, was it like... You look at these, these kind of events, like arson normally has to do with like, you know, Gambling debts normally has to do with bikers. Mm. I wonder if you looked around Richmond if they have any connection to bikers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Who could it possibly be? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that idea that somebody has just misinterpreted the phrase, we've got a lot of fire under the boys. Yeah. Can't be discounted. <laughs> I thought maybe it was, like an, it was like an emergency or something. Like someone who was just kind of annoyed not to be picked was like, well, fucking I'll show him. 
Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like it was an emergency, like, fuck, quick, set fire to Blaston's house. <laughs> or, or is it one of those things where that, that football cliche of like he's training the house down, he just got it wrong. It's like he's been burning the house burning down the or house. he's burning up the track <laughs> and training down the house. Just got those two confused. Do we know where Sydney Stack and Callum Coleman-Jones were at the time? Like they, you know, they've gone rogue a couple of times. So who knows where they were. They, just... Weren't they the two guys who jumped the fence in the first quarter? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, dude. We will okay, get, we'll get, we will get yeah, to that. Yeah. Firstly, Michael, yeah, firstly, Michael, um, what are you wearing? What am I wearing? I'm just wearing what I normally wear. Why? What's the, what are you talking about? What are you, yeah. what are you wearing? What are you wearing? I'm just a cat. I mean, I'm not wearing a top hat. And is, is that a smoking jacket? Yeah, it's a top hat and a smoking jacket. It's yeah. what I what I get about with. As a gentleman should. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a, um, it's obviously it's grand final weekend, Adam. Mm. And therefore, out of habit, I am at the members at the MCC. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm in the cigar room at the. Uh, at the <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's a cigar. It's a, yeah, this is what gentlemen do, Adam. This is what gentlemen do in their day. Like, it's uh, very dignified. I'm just in the... Uh, <laughs> I'm in the Nathan Jones cigar room. At, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at the members. And I'm just doing a bit of light reading. Um, I'm reading uh, The Rat by John Platton. That's, that's what I do. I, I, there's one particular excerpt I just want to read quickly, if I can, for you. Um, on Please. page 142. Um, None of us will ever forget the night Rob Kirkby, Kirkby, our sports psychologist, addressed us for the first time. We had a bunch of jokers at Hawthorne and Rob must have wondered what he was getting himself into. He wanted us to all sit there for four or five minutes with our eyes closed, relaxing, picturing uh, water uh, on a beach uh, rushing over our bodies. Everyone was giggling and laughing and then Dipper hopped up, dropped his pants and showed what he'd been thinking about. He had this huge erection. <laughs> That's just what, gentlemen. Uh, what I love gentlemen. about that, Michael, is clearly the cigar you're smoking is modelled on Dipper's erection. <laughs> but the thing is, it doesn't tell us what Dipper was thinking about. It's the results of what Dipper was thinking about. So we actually, that is oh. like a letdown. We don't know. I think what, what Dipper was thinking was. about, mm. racks of slacks at Dimmies. Uh, that's uh -huh. clearly what gets Dipper off. Well, it's funny. I, I actually it's, have this... always, because I've heard that you talk about that before, and I've yeah. always just imagined that it was something to do with the meditation they were doing. Like that, the sound of like gently lapping water is what yeah. gets Dipper off, Dipper which off. is why yeah. he was yeah banned from Wet and Wild. But I want to know, like, what what stories has John Platten left out that that, yeah. that one made it through? Like the he's sitting there with his ghostwriter. He's like, you want to put that in? He goes, mate, it's a cracker. The boys love it. Like Dipper's got direction. What? A, it should, be, it should be opening chapter. I mean, Dippy can kind of get your head around, but it'd be worse if it was like, and then Alan, jo Alan Jeans stood up and showed us what he was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they called him Yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael, okay. can I just say, you look like that Babadook has visited the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, sure. I, uh, I look like someone who spent $70 on a joke that maybe wasn't that great. I was going to say, that was my <laughs> biggest question about this bit was, what came first? Because I know you had the book, but did you go out and get that novel? Did you go out with your one hour in Melbourne lockdown <laughs> to, to somewhere? It was quite incredible. So there's a costume shop up the road for me, right? And it was actually quite, it's been chock a block because I went and tasted it out on Friday, I think, and then went and bought the stuff yesterday. And um, 
pretty tax deductible. Um, but it was chock a block because I think Halloween parties are happening here or something. Mm. So I'm in Sydney, so I'm not totally sure. But there seems to be a lot of business going on. Um, but also, it's so like are about... you just as a are you just as a slutty hotshot then? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this is the thing. So like, I mean, you know, Sydney didn't have the extreme lockdown of Melbourne did. Okay, like you know, we had didn't have curfew and stuff like that. But we, right, you know, right. there, I know. But there was there was obviously a lockdown in terms of like you know shops, you know only essential shops and stuff like that. I'd walk to the shops to, and I'd walk past this costume shop the whole time, like, you know, when it was happening in, you know, March, April, May. The costume shop was open the entire time. And I was like, how essential is the costume shop <laughs> during a global pandemic? And it's like, like, I thought maybe they're, like, they're providing, like, PPE to hospitals and frontline workers and stuff, so they go into hospitals. So you go as Dracula. Like, no, they'd be like, look, look. Look, it's a sexy nurse outfit, but yeah. it's still a nurse outfit. So, <laughs> so, so please take it, sir. We're helping yeah. out. Just because Iron Man is performing your surgery doesn't mean he's any less qualified than anyone else. Yeah, it was really fucking weird. Okay, so let's get into it. So the Tigers, nah, three grand no, no, finals. Can we, can we talk about yesterday and the fact that it was a night grand final and how weird it was, how fucking boring was Saturday afternoon uh, waiting for that game? It was just like... Yeah. I had it on Fox 40, I flipped between that and Channel 7. They were bored. It was just like, uh, just, it needs to be in the afternoon. Never again, night game. I'm over it. What do you reckon, do you Will think and Charlie? Will, I don't think it will ever go back to being in the afternoon. I think that the AFL have been pushing for this for so long, they finally got what they wanted and they yeah. will they will keep it at night time. It, the pandemic has worked in their favour. Plandemic, that's why they wanted it. They, yeah. you know, that's why they were playing games in China. To push for a night grand final. Like, if they played the long game. Well, I think Wuhan, the ratings... More like Wuhanabri. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ratings were, like, about 3.8 million, I think it was. And it was yeah. up about a third from last year. Um, but I suppose that's also... 76% of people watching television or something ridiculous like that. I loved it. I imagine there'll be a few people that, yes, did not time their day very well and were very... And Nick Vlosten by the time the game started. But yep. I loved the night game final. I was mm. a huge fan of it. I just thought the spectacle of it, like, um, I, I just, yeah, I, I loved everything about it. I mean, even the fact that because it was nighttime, they could get those vampires to sing Powderfinger at the start of the game. <laughs> like, during a day grand final, you can't yeah. get vampires out to perform. That's true. The Razzle Dazzle definitely looks better at yeah. night. There's something very underwhelming about Razzle oh. Dazzle. In Mate. broad daylight, it's it's kind of like how you don't see Batman in daylight. Always at night, it just it's more mysterious and more exciting. We talked about Batman because I was in '91 at Waverley and they had the fireworks <laughs> out there, and it's just a you just see smoke. Like fireworks <laughs> don't work at, at during the day. Yeah, yeah. But at least yeah. they gave it a crack. Someone, someone should have told Nick Vlaston that they saw smoke. It would have uh, probably helped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the entertainment in general? Like we had, we had. Uh, uh, Cub Sport, we had DMAs, we had uh, Andrew Stockdale, we had Shepard. I thought halftime at Shepard was really cool. And then Adam, we had your old mate Mike Brady. He cleared his schedule. Mm. Don't know how they how they got <laughs> it, but but I actually thought it was a nice little touch the way they did it in terms of like you know doing it as the someone yeah, my place said it was the in memoriam, but um uh, but it was the the players that are retiring. And uh, and I also want to give a shout out to the AFL for putting Matthew Cruiser on that list because uh, do you do you do you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question? Uh, something I noticed with the pre-game entertainment with Andrew Stockdale. Is that his name? Andrew Stockdale. Yeah. It said Andrew Stockdale of Wolfmother with whatever orchestra. Mm. I mean, 
isn't he Wolf Mother? Like, do the other members of Wolf Mother say, hey, mate, like, just can you just clarify that you are doing this separate of the band? But as far as I know, he fired everyone else. He is Mr. Wolf Mother. Yeah, so, I think that, so. I think the AFL had an edict that everybody had to do a cover version. And that's the only right. way they could get around that was if he said, oh, no, I'm doing a cover version of a Wolf Mother song with these other guys right. who aren't Wolf Mother. <laughs> yeah, how would Cubs, Cub Sport have been? They go, mate, we've got a great back catalogue. They go, no, you're doing, you're doing the song from two hands. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, oh, we've got some really good shit we've written ourselves there, but we couldn't get Powderfinger, but everyone wants to hear him, so fucking play it. Or you're not yeah, performing yeah. at the grand final. Oh, yeah, I would have gone a step further and made every single artist do a Powderfinger song. Yes, that would have been great. Yeah, they like, play Powderfinger, but can you play a really, really slow version and make it take 12 minutes? That's the perfect, the perfect thing we need. So where did you guys watch it? Uh, Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, I was at a friend's house. I'm allowed in a one-person bubble in Melbourne, and so that's what I did, out of um, out of range of any drones or police horses. And so, yeah, just watched it at a friend's place. And uh, how about yourself, Charlie and Will? Uh, well, I'm on holiday at the moment. I'm on holiday where Will lives. Um, uh, we uh, uh, separate places, though. Um, 7.30 is a great time for a spectacle for night grand final. Not great when you have a one-year-old because that is right around bedtime. And uh, she went particularly apeshit last night. So I used the excuse. Is she a traditionalist? She wants an afternoon grand final. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You should, you should have got her up at 10, 10.30 at night when all those kids were up on the podium and said, look at those kids. Yeah. They're up yeah. at 10.30 at night accepting an AFL medal. She was the same thing. She was like, wait a second, isn't Andrew Stockdale with mother? I don't get this. Who owns this trademark? I actually have never done this before, but uh, when you know, Gemma and I were sort of working out who's going to put him down, I pulled rank by saying, I have to see the first quarter because I'm doing a show Research. about football tomorrow, so I, I can't yeah. miss it. And it's like, good thing she's never actually listened to Two Guys, One Cup because you'd know that is blatantly ridiculous. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have a few people over. I'd love, well, like three people over. So I had a friend of the show, Alex Williams, uh, who was on our grand final show last year. He had probably a better time watching it this year than they are watching the Giants game. And, um, mm. and he had a mate. And then uh, it was actually kind of interesting. And Charlie and Winnie made a fan that's kind of been in Sydney in the past. Like, um, I said to them, like, we're kind of like Christmas orphans. Like, it was kind of mm. tr tricky to kind of drum up business in terms of, like, you know, actually people caring about watching the game. Could you go to a um, pub and watch it in Sydney? You could. So there actually are two near me. Um, and two pubs? There are two near me, yes. But wow. they seem to have limited attendance. I'm not sure what the actual numbers are, but uh, I walked past there, one of them about probably 15 minutes before the game and both were, were relatively empty. So it didn't seem like a whole bunch of people were, you know, going so, to the pub to watch. So in your house, to make it feel like you're in the members, did you drape your scarf over the seat that you wanted to sit in later in the night? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have to do that because I send my I send my butler in yeah. to the seat, <laughs> and then and then he gets kicked out because obviously he makes less than um, three point five million a year. So, and, and just for the record, Rosie, that worked as well today as it did yesterday on Twitter. Thank you, as mate. Well. Thank you. <laughs> Rehashing. Did you have crepes, Michael? I mean, did you go the full MCC experience? I think it was party pies and uh, some, uh, what do you call them? Footy franks? Yeah. So I went all what out. Do you call them? food. What was it like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had my taste, my, 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 uh, someone had to taste them for me before I, uh, before yeah. I yeah. 
Michael also realised that he's going to get his full seventy dollars out of that cigar. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you're not renting a fucking cigar, by the way. No, no, I bought this fair and square, four ninety five. Okay, mate, I'm not a, I'm not a cheapskate. I mean, the way you are sucking on that cigar, I think Dr. Freud may have some opinions about what's going on in the Zoom call. Well, um, yeah. as yeah, okay. I was about to make a joke about Adam's mum, but I won't do that. So I'll. Just I, 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 here's what I did. I watched. So I did something last night that I feel bad about as a friend, but good as a footy fan, which is that I got invited to a barbecue to watch it with a bunch of people and like their kids, and they are not huge footy fans. And I made a self-care decision where I was like, no, I don't want to go and watch this. I, I think this is going to be an amazing game. I don't want to watch this around people who aren't going to watch it properly. Yep. Like, yep. I, it's really uncomfortable to be at someone else's house and you're the one who's really into it and you're like shushing mm. their kids and stuff. So yeah, for sure. I, I just stayed at home and watched it myself, which I enjoyed. Real footy well, fans to- wouldn't allow children anywhere near it. Like you go, you fuck off, you hear some fireworks, go in the backyard, we're watching the game. I had a, a friend um, up here who's a Tiger supporter and we were staying with him for a couple of days before we moved to our new accommodation and he was really excited about watching the game and he, like Will, he didn't want to you know, go to any pub or anything like that because he wanted to hear the commentary and just soak it in. But then I was like, oh, I don't know if I can have a genuine Tiger supporter when my baby is trying to sleep in the next room because I know what I would be like if it was the Saints grand final. Even if you're winning, you're going to be yelling your head off. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good point, Chuck, because I talked to a Geelong mate yesterday I, um, just kind of wish him luck. And he was at a bit of a Lewis end as well as to where, the, where to watch it. And he was actually going to end up going to a friend's birthday party. But he said, um, you know, I want to go because it's his birthday. But I so kind of, I said to him, can you just reserve a room for me so I can kind of just watch it, you know, almost by himself. And I was like, I said to him, I was like, I will kind of, I would invite you over, but it's too much pressure to watch the game with a fan, like an actual supporter. And so, you know, like that you kind of, you know, want to, you want to talk shit about players and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't I'm, you know, I want to have, have you over, but it's, I, I'd, I'd get too tense watching the game with you. <laughs> Did you feel so, weird, yeah. Michael, not being there? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's different. It's yeah, different. Was it? Was it? You know, I talked to my dad yesterday. So my dad's been to everyone since 1950, right? He's literally never watched a game on te- watched the game on TV because there was no TV. He didn't even know it was in black and white. Dude, like he probably had to go to the cinema to watch highlights back in the 40s. But like, yeah. yeah, so so yeah, so um, you know, we'll find out. But you know, was there, was there a point to that story, or are you just bragging about how long your relationship with the MCC is? No, I just find it interesting that he fucking like the idea of technology. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Michael's dad doesn't even know that it's available on TV. In yeah. fact, that's how he enjoys all his episodes. Yeah. He used to actually go on set on Blue Healers just because he'd like to watch it live. <laughs> Look, I'm going to drop off this call in a second if you don't know oh, shut the fuck up. And we're going to have Waleed, Waleed Ali and Dave Thornton join us shortly in a few minutes because awesome. they're going to be talking about uh, Waleed being a Richmond fan, uh, Dave Thornton being a Mad Geelong fan. Um, so what do you guys reckon? So there was some awesome the kind of... Did you see the Lee Matthews story from today? No, oh, that he voted for he he voted for broad instead of short. Yeah. He did, yeah. So he wrote down on his form. Um, he wrote um, Martin Broad Edwards, um, and then they said to him on the footy show today, the Sunday footy show, they said, "Hey, how come you know two votes for broad by the fact you know he had like eight touches?" And he was like, "What?" And he uh, <laughs> he, he said, "How did he, he say it?" Well, I think you finally actually said. <laughs> 
say is this the worst mistake that's ever happened? Because if I put down the name Rod instead of the name Short, but I was being hustled at the end of the day. Um, so he's meant to put Martin Short, which I kind of, I think I like Martin that. Martin Short. I like that, I like that little, I like that little touch. Yeah. I like to think that's why he actually did vote for Martin and Short, just because right. you have that. And Edwards, yeah. So luckily it didn't affect the, luckily it didn't affect the results. Yes, I like knew there were three guy. amigos. I just yeah. did not know which of them. I bet when he got that text message from Nathan Broad in 2017, he knew who it was. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> if, if one of those players had the surname Steve, I would have done Steve Martin, but I thought Martin Short was not a bad. Yeah, it was it was uh, Martin and Short, and so I think we're just uh, happy that there's no B Richmond player um, who played a good game called Bryant. So we will. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it up. You came off the long run for that one. <laughs> Topical though. It was. Uh, yeah. You know what? You know what really annoys me is uh, so we had the we had the pitch invaders, um, uh, we had yeah. the pitch invaders on the mm. on the on the ground obviously yesterday and stop calling them streakers. Streakers yeah. are mm. naked. These were just uh, fuckwits, and that's uh, all they should be you know known as. Was there, there a backstory uh, behind that? I didn't know. Uh, yeah, they're kind of internet pranksters. They're called Marty oh. and Michael. Um, and Good so prank. they're they're kind of Instagram people, so they prank each other. So I, I watched a few clips today, and um, actually, you know, Will, you can use this stuff. Um, they do stuff like pour beers down each other's back, or like um, mm. um, stick their tongues in um, mouse traps, and kind of or like there was one where a guy had a kind of a ice cream container of cockroaches and poured it over him and, in the car, and he was like, oh. so they do that kind of stuff. So I feel that's that what, the mistake. That's the mistake they've made, though, isn't it? I mean, they've just tried to invade the pitch. If like if they had been doing it while sticking their tongue into like a mousetrap, people would have been entertained by that. Yes, I, that. Bef yeah. I believe before they were internet pranksters, they ran a uh, preseason camp at Adelaide. Yeah, uh, <laughs> cockroaches in a bucket was probably mild. Did you also did you notice on the coverage like they were, yeah they came on and they got tackled pretty quickly and yeah. then they had a, a kind of a rather long shot of a guy running off the field in a high vis stuff with a backpack on and a poncho over the top yeah yeah and yeah and I, everyone's like in my house anyway everyone was like wait a second is that is that a streaker like or is that a dude running like did you notice that as well like the kind of yeah confused, COVID, like, it was COVID safe right that's what I thought it was it was a yes. dude who if you had to tackle someone who's covered in a hazmat suit. Yeah, wow. I didn't even think about that. Fascinating. Did you guys feel like, because I, I, I had the baby going crazy in one room and, and, and was watching this first quarter. I thought it was the most insane opening oh. 15 minutes of a grand final. I can remember because it, it was at night and then the injuries and then oh. the, the pitch invaders. Like, this is 2020 to a T. This grand <laughs> final could not be any more 2020. It was so crazy. So within like five seconds. So Boston goes down. Um, and then Ablett does the shoulder and yeah, we were screaming over here because we we're like, oh my God, like of all the people to go down with the shoulder on the field mm. was, um, you know, to kind of finish off that journey. But, um, and dude, and I, then think, we... I think this is partly because Tony Cochran was in charge of the entertainment, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he is a showman and he's just like, we've got it. The entertainment before the game and at half time's fine, but we've got to get some of it into the actual game. We've got to create true. the narrative. And how much were they loving? They wanted, you know, the son of God to come back from an injury. Like, they were yeah. just he like, if he though, comes back and wins. 
when he came back onto the field, it was like he, and on the third day he rose again. Like it was yeah. amazing. And I'm, and I'm mates with a, a guy who used to be um, the team doctor at Hawthorne. So I was texting him. Oh, he always does know. these like Dr. So say, I'm, I'm mates with God. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. Uh, his son. I know his son a bit better. Yeah. Um, but I was asking him, like, you know, what's going on here? You know, how serious is it? So he was like, it's a dislocation. They've strapped him up. And then the conjecture was around, did he wow, get jabbed wow, up? Wow, what, what amazing insight from a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Whistler, he goes, show us up. Based, and they based on it so wow. far, BT's a fucking doctor. Based <laughs> yeah, on this fucking else. Fucking Gary Ablett is a better doctor than that. <laughs> I should say that this same doctor, we were all on holiday once, and a friend of ours um, hurt his ankle playing uh, volleyball, and he diagnosed it as a sprain, just put some ice on it. So the guy went like three more days until the ankle got this big. It turned out he'd fractured it. <laughs> Really? So it was working at the Hawks for a number of years. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so incredible when he came back. And you see the crowd reaction when he's just kind of warming off the boundary and everything. Oh, sorry. Nuts. My question was, uh, so when he was at the Gold Coast, famously, he wasn't taking painkillers. He wasn't getting jabbed up. He wanted to do like a long rehab. That's was, that, was that the same in this instance? Because this doctor friend says there is no way they would have sent him back out without being jabbed up. But then at the end of the game, he was obviously in so much pain. I'm like, well, maybe he did. Maybe he just, power of Jesus or Mr. Miyagi, you know, touched his shoulder and went back out on the field without painkillers. And then also every time he went near the ball, though, like you could still see him grimacing. Like I imagine maybe he had a painkiller, like had a jab, and then it's just beginning to wear off, you know, like two hours at the mm. end. But, um, but also it was a very nice touch at the end for July. Uh, Rich, whoop, that's the line for Waleed and Doe. Uh, for... Um, um, Richmond to line up at the end. You don't see that at grand final. And, you know, that, that uh, but also, like, how do, that how do we mind, not know that, in the Bible? Like, you know, he, he's very clean and all that kind of stuff. How do we not know in the Bible that Jesus didn't take some Oxycontin to help himself get back <laughs> within three days? Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. it is an incredibly quick recovery and they weren't drug testing back in those days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And to make the point, Adam, when Jesus did go to the desert for 40 days, that was, uh, that was code for rehab, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah, the, big, the, the big debate is now that Jesus and God have both finished their careers. Which was the better? So, Adam, do you want to maybe check out and see if Waleed and Dave are around so we can yes, get them on yes. board? And I'll just bring well, should, Michael, sh uh, should we um, uh, do our live cross oh, yeah. while Absolutely. we're waiting to see? That's a really good point because I mean I should make the note like we have people watching from Rio, from Tel Aviv, from Auckland, from Toronto, Paris, Berlin, London, San Francisco, Oslo, Narnia. We have a lot of people here, mm. and so there's one actually one friend in Paris that I thought maybe we mm. could cross over oh, to yeah. if, uh, yeah, if so he might be let around. Let me see if I can I can get him on the line. Um, um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Bonjour. Is that the world's favourite football playing Frenchman, Marc Lacroix? It is us, a little Frenchman. <laughs> I am over here in Paris in COVID lockdown with everybody else and ignores the sound of me going to the fridge to get a beer as if I'm no longer <laughs> on camera. That is not uh, happening right now. Oops. Mark, can I ask you yes. a question? Um, what, what's your connection to this particular grand final? Uh, well, I just watched it as a fan <laughs> because as you know, as a Frenchman, I appreciate great art. And this grand final had all the drama of the finest playwrights we've ever written. And it also had my favorite player, Dustin Martin, whose body itself is a work of art. And so, Mark, uh, trying to think of a questions to ask you because you're kind of <laughs> out of, bit out of context. Mark, Mark, what did you think of uh, Danger playing so, spending so much time up forward? 
Uh, As that son of a bitch, Danger is overrated. The forward line is only for dedicated forwards, not midfielders who are trying to get their stats up with goals. Danger should only stay in the midfield. The forward line is only for Frenchmen. <laughs> Mark, can I ask you a question? Um, while Michael's fumbling uh, we, around to get on board. Um, we, what I would like to <laughs> ask you is, what did you think of the pre-match entertainment? Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Where was the accordion? Actually, sorry, <laughs> shit. I was meant to prepare something before I jumped online. But where was the accordion? Well, because as you know, French people have <laughs> the piano accordion. There should have been some Edith Piaf and some other French singers who I cannot at this moment think of right now. <laughs> Uh, guys, look, I'm not going to lie. Uh, oh. I just witnessed my team <laughs> lose yesterday. I've joined in to what seems to be now Michael Chamberlain uh, hosting the Big Top uh, with all the showbiz in the world that his iPhone alarm went off to tell me I was in. And now we're talking to Mark Lacroix. What the fuck is happening in my life? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dave Thornton. <laughs> Thanks, oh, guys. <laughs> Commiserations, Dave. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I can't oh, believe you got Mark Lacroix. Charlie, you, you're, you're back I'm back. Yeah, Mr. So, Mark Lacroix interview. Yeah, yeah, Charlie, he was amazing. Yeah. Oh, shit. I always miss that every year. He's, he's amazing and I always miss him. <laughs> Mate, he's, he was a wealth of knowledge, i tell you that much. Oh, no, how are you feeling, buddy? Yeah, the day after, man. How are you going? Um, to be honest, guys, I'm so glad you got me on. I mean, you know, Higgins, we're going to get him in the trade period. Uh, you know, Jeremy Cameron. It's just a great time to be a Geelong supporter. So, you know, I'm up and about. Uh, I always look forward, never look back. You know, that's uh, the most important things. Does it feel, did it feel a bit uh, like I, was, I had a few cats mates that I was texting after the game and there was this sense of kind of like they were so irrepressible. When, when you got a guy who's won his third Norm Smith, you can't really be disappointed with how far you got because that was a team that was clearly on a mission. Did it feel that way? Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know if Wally's on at this point in time. I remember texting him afterwards and I just said, we just got beaten by a monster. Like the guy, yeah. it was like every, if you're an alien and you got dropped down and they said, watch this game, who's the best player? You could go, well, exactly, that guy right there. Every do time you, he touched the ball, he'd do something. Do you something reckon that's the first thing they do with an alien? Take him to an <laughs> AFL game? Like, is that, yeah. they wouldn't ask him about how you got here, what's going on and, you know, no, because obviously they would, they would have landed. They would have been probed heavily. And uh-huh. then they're like, you want a good night out. So <laughs> yeah, it's I, I a think perfect the, I chain think of the, command. The alien landed in the hub, to be gotcha. fair. So yeah, gotcha. they could take him to the game. And you'd ask him who the best player was, clearly. Yeah. So no, can I ask you, um, it's always the, the next day, but they looked like they were going to win for a fair while. When did, what, what point of the game did you kind of think, okay, they're not going to win? Uh, I mean, Rewald's goal was definitely, okay, it's all over. But then I thought the Menengola hit when he took out Simpson, which weirdly, I went to the toilet and told myself I need to calm down. This isn't good for the team. And then I came back out <laughs> and was like, we knocked one of our own players out. This is really bad. And then it was strange because I know it was a big hit but, and, and it, it shook the team. But it was a moment that we could pause and you kind of say, this, is, this should be not for nothing. This should be... And Sam did slot the goal and you'd think it'd be like, right, well, let's make this worthwhile. We got that break. We slowed their momentum. Let's go. And they didn't seem to do that. They were still looking around at each other going, oh, we're just, we're, we're just a guy down. And I was like, this is weird. Because, you know, what, sorry, you know what it reminded me of is the Princess Bride. It was like 
Richmond were playing. I, I, was, I was about to say the same thing. I was about <laughs> to say the same thing. It's my next bet. No, well. It was Princess, Prin Princess Bride yeah, or Rocky just, Four. I couldn't yeah. work out which one. I could... Was it Mark oh, the Princess Diaries? Said... I was going to say it was the Princess Diaries. Sorry, no, the Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Was it Mark yeah. Lecra who said you killed my family, prepare or die? Was that him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was either. It was either, about as accurate. It was either. It was either Princess Bride or Requiem for a Dream. I'm not sure. Which <laughs> Is it good to be to see the back of Gary Ablett? <laughs> to see him gone. Yeah, I think so. Like you know, he was a liability in most of your finals games, and this year, you know, it's just good that he's gone. Yeah. We always need an Ablett in there, mate. And uh, we've now got Nathan on the books. He's going to be doing some plumbing and some work in the forward pocket. Um, <laughs> so that'd be good. Oh, mate, it was it was just a shame to see him off. But it was weird because there were moments in the game, and I know this this seems very unromantic, where I was like, I think he needs to get off the ground like wow. he was in a whole lot of pain and yeah. it was like look i get it i don't know it didn't seem that he was dragging a defender with him away and i was like look maybe we need someone else out there because he is not going well and he seems to be in a shitload of pain and then i noticed at the end of the game when they were shaking hands with them the richmond players and the like and um they were all going to tap him you know give him a hug a pat whatever but they were also to be tapping him on the left shoulder and i'm like what part of the last two fucking hours have you not realised <laughs> not to touch the guy with the busted shot? Michael, it's, it's Eye of the Tiger. The game isn't done until you're in the <laughs> change rooms. You're this is what, this is what made Richmond the premiers. It's the unsociable nature no. of their football. Mate, Every time I, I saw I, them go for the tap, I'm like, don't touch him. Like, just let him be. No, that was Dusty going, so they put the needle in there? Is it? <laughs> Who do you talk to about that? Where can I get that after the game? Can I just jab that into my throat? Is so cool? you don't take your endo, but they still give you the endo. Can I get it for the hub tonight? <laughs> I'm not following. Yeah. How's this work? Mm. Mind you about all that, our players at the Brownlow Metal Camp, that's when I got worried. They look like they were from some kind of triad or golden triangle of drug dealers from the Caribbean. They're all sitting around at their table did yeah. you see Danger in his weird kind of cream suit and then Joel oh, yeah. T-shirt and jacket over like Don Johnson? And I was like, we look like we're shipping heavy narcs from Southeast <laughs> Asia. These guys do not look like they're locked in for a grand final. Do you reckon Danger's was just a Gold Coast purchase? He goes, I just want a normal suit. They go, here you go, mate. He goes, no, no, just like a normal one. They go, yeah, normal one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I like to think it's much like how Mitch Robinson had to cut all the other Brisbane players' hair because they were in... I would say that Harry Taylor's literally become a tailor. Oh. He's making suits for the Geelong guys. Yeah. Some of them out of ham because he's a japester. Yeah. Did anyone else feel like Harry Taylor? Because has he announced what he is, if he's playing on or not? Has that come if, out yet? It's it's fifty fifty. I think he Which spent. There, there was a couple of moments in the game on field and when he was on the bench. There's that one moment where he's just staring into dead space when it was clear that Richmond had the game and. It was a look where it's just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't think I yeah. can go through this again. The idea of having to do another preseason. Oh, yeah, I, I, think the, I would have taken the moment as they were doing the guard of honour for Ablett to just walk behind him and also wave at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on his back. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they, should, they should have said that to Gary. Someone should have, like, nudged, someone should have nudged Gary Rowan and gone, what do you reckon? <laughs> what do you reckon? Mate? <laughs> get the hit. It's not, it's not a bad way to go. Everyone's applauding. Like uh, Rosie, they wanted to do that, but then they were like, "But he wasn't playing today, was he?" <laughs> yeah. No, no one could been... find him. <laughs> yeah. Wait, emergencies aren't meant to be suited up on the ground. <laughs> so, Dave, I mean this—I don't mean this in a mean way—but like, does it does seem like it's a weird, a weird year? Does it hurt? 
like a normal grand final would? Or is there something just a bit different about this season where you kind of go, I'm not going to cry about this for five years, you know? I, uh, well, that did hurt. I know that wasn't your intention. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, you're also a Geelong supporting low dog, so something jokes. <laughs> Jeez, the cigar is such a brutal punctuation. <laughs> it's, it's very high status, Jambo. Uh, mate, leading up to it, I felt like there was, it was different. So I was enjoying it and much less nervous than I would normally be. However, through the game, I realised, no, it I'm matters. in. I'm yeah. Not, yeah, this really matters for me right now because of the year that we've all been through. So when, I'd, uh, when we lost, it was, I was a little broken. And it was almost comically tragic because it was raining in Melbourne. And I was out back talking to my mum talking to my mates uh, who watch the game and it's just raining down on us. And it was like, <laughs> you could almost have, you know, careless whisper playing in the background. Gonna dance again. Like I was just a broken spirit. Dave, can I ask with your viewing habits? Cause uh, amongst my group of friends, I'm the most prominent saint supporter. So whenever there's a big game on or whatever, all the texts will come through to me and I will tend to go radio silent because I need to concentrate. And if we're getting pumped, I don't want to be answering facts. And if we're winning, I want to soak it in. What that tells me though, like, is that you're not mates with Eric Banner. If you're the most. Of my group of friends. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm, I missed if that. If you're the so most I, famous St Kilda supporter, you're not mates with Eric Banner. Anyway, no, I'm, I'm the, forget it. Uh, in translation. Yeah. Uh, Rosie there with his wicked Eric Banner slam. So. <laughs> Look for Rosie's Comedy Festival show next year. <laughs> Eric Banner jokes and more. But do, so were you, take, were you fielding uh, texts and WhatsApps during the game or do you just sort of only answer it at quarter time? Yeah, I got to No, I was getting texts through and there was a lot of banter, especially because the mates leading up that week, you feel like that's an open chain of, of contact. You know, you're constantly yep, just going, yep, yep, rather that. But I had a couple of mates. Actually, a mate of mine who, he, he was a footballer. And he's giving me like the halftime, nah, you guys are like, it's looking great. And I was like, that's a real shit thing to text. I hate when yeah. people say you've got all the momentum, it's yours. And you're like, not now. You can say that with three minutes left. And if it's fait accompli, sure. But sure. Like, in, the, so, in, in the WhatsApp group I'm part of, uh, the, one of the cat supporters, no, he's not a cat supporter, but he was supporting the cats at the start of the second quarter. said, I'm going the early crow, the cats have got this. Ah! Oh, mate. And the way he got flamed in the third and last fourth quarter was amazing. I've never seen so many reposts of a quote in a WhatsApp message. And so, yeah. Dave, that, that, that former mate of yours who used to be a footballer, so when did you become friends with Ricky Nixon? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if someone's going to take 20% of your paycheck, mate, you, know, you, you, you want to keep texting him. Backstage at the Comics so Lounge, I imagine. You know, you, you two were on a show together, I would have thought. But that's all I would have. Chicken I, train. Yeah. Can I ask this, Thorno, uh, and this is nowhere near as a bigger flex as it's going to sound like it is. As someone who's never seen their team lose a grand final, Perfect. is it better to, like, like, would you prefer that they hadn't made it now or is it still better to have made it and lost than not made it? Uh, no, it's definitely, first of all, that initial comment, you're a real piece of work, Anderson. But <laughs> secondly, and this is weird because I grew up in the 90s where the dejection of losing grand finals. I remember by 95 watching us play Carlton and at halftime, because by then I was 14, 15. So we're all around at a friend's house and you had, you're starting to get On some the kind of, yeah, yeah. Like how, yeah. Like how many bongs in were you, like, <laughs> given teenagers in Geelong? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're all just divvying up the money for paying out for those illegitimate children we've already had. And then <laughs> we were, <laughs> we went out for half time to just kick to kick and most of us just didn't go back in. Like we'd known by yeah. at 15 years old that no, we know how this ends. Yeah, so sure. That's, that's growing up with that kind of broken spirit. So to see a game where, well, I knew over the last few years, just to get through the preliminary, I was like, great. And then we get there. And to be honest, it was a game. I was like, I'm kind of okay with that. Are you happy yeah. with Chris Scott? Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, yeah, should you be? But I just... Mate, I reckon he gets Brad a, a couple of runs. And every loss we get every season, I'm like, nah, he's put Brad up there just to make himself I, I reckon that's, I definitely reckon that's... It's like the prestige. Sure. You can just yeah. tell. It's the other twin. Yeah. Yeah. It's got half a finger missing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Dave, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but we do have a very happy Richmond supporter online uh, with us now. If we can get Waleed Ali into the uh, conversation. Hello, Waleed. Hey, team. How are we? G'day, mate. Congratulations. Oh, Hello, congratulations, Michael, by the way. Mate. <laughs> congratulations. Another premiership. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really deserved it. Um, <laughs> I, it was... I'm... I am so happy. Sorry, Thorno. I don't mean to do this in front of you. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. I didn't, get off the, off or... I didn't get off the mark. Rotten hell, mate. Uh... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd almost take that trade at this point. Um, look, I, I, yeah, it's genuinely astonishing and genuinely emotional. Have you watched the replay yet, Wally? Yeah, so after the game, I watched the whole... Um, like post-match and then I flicked over to Fox footy yep. and they were playing the replay. So I watched the rest of the game then. Yep. And I would have watched it already uh, again today, but I had to do uh, offsiders this morning, which meant I had to talk ah. about the game for an hour. So that was a real shame. Um, <laughs> so uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it again today, but I'll be doing that very, very soon. Yeah. Sorry, well, Wally. Well, just, just, what, yeah. You go, Michael. Oh, no, just, just very quickly. I'm just like um, playing a game called What's in Wally's <laughs> Bookshelf. There's a lot of... <laughs> It's a lot of Sean Hannity books and a lot of Alex Jones books. Uh, I'm just, I don't know, mate. What are you playing at? Yeah, well, it's amazing you mentioned that, actually, because I only have books behind me that I've ghost-written. So it's pretty uh, extraordinary. Yeah. Right. Sure. Including so, all those travel guides to a bunch of countries around the world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. The Hannity ones took some work, but I, I thought I really pulled them off. Yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of uh, you know how QAnon has improved my, improved my life. So anyway, anyway, continue, continue. How did you feel when Nick Vlosten went down while lead? Were you worried? Oh, I was sick. Yeah, and I I know um, Ablett went down at the same time, and it looked like they were both going to be out of the game. Although Ablett came back, and I know this is the unromantic thing to say because Gary Ablett's possibly the greatest player ever to play the game and all of that. But I thought Vlosten was a bigger loss. Because um, than Ablett was in the context of that particular game, because our whole structure defensively relies on him being there, and I thought you saw that in the first half. Like they just, um, we just couldn't defend, and then we couldn't get out. And Vlosten does that really, really well. It's good. So it's good. It took you a whole half of football to get over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It was, but it was pretty. Um, yeah, it was pretty brutal. And then because what you, what I didn't know was that Basher had done his calf as well yeah. if i'd known that i'd have just given up i think um and then thank you that's a lovely soundtrack actually yeah sorry <laughs> um and then i don't know if you remember but nathan broad went down and it looked like he had concussion as well and I'm, i just had that horrible feeling uh that i've never had before um in a grand final where I th it was within the first quarter and i thought we've got no players left and we cannot win this game and we didn't even get a chance to play it like that idea of the game just 
being over without actually having gotten underway. And that's, that's a really, really awful feeling. So I was glad that an alternative reality sort of kicked in. And What happened with Broad? Because they, it did look like he went down with a concussion, but he wasn't off for 20 minutes. Did they just go, he's, oh, he's, no, he's, he's as stupid as ever? Yeah, he's, no, his concussion was so bad, Lee Matthews forgot who he was. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee, can I ask of the three premierships yep. where this one ranks? Because as a, an objective footy fan, I, thought, I think this was the best one, just yeah. for the fact that you were so down at halftime, Dusty getting the third, uh, Norm Smith. Where does it rank out of the three for you? So if you're trying to use objective criteria to decide which is like the best premiership, then this is the best premiership. Um, mm-hmm. But nothing can replace 2017. And Will, I think you can understand this really easily. That if the Bulldogs were to win the flag next year or the year after... Um, they won't. They won't, well, no. I, I agree. I think sure. we've got to call them. They won't. <laughs> but, 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 if, but if they were, it wouldn't be 2016. Like, it, 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 it can't be the drought breaker. You just can't do that again. Mm. Um, and that was just so exciting. And it kind of yeah. dropped from the sky. Like, I, yeah. I remember as a... As a kid, remember, until 2017, I'm, I suppose much like Will, I'd never seen my team even in a grand final. So I didn't mm. even know what that was like. And I imagined um, mm. getting to the grand final was just the longest, hardest thing you could possibly ever do. And like, it was like climbing Everest. And then in 2017, we suddenly won one before I even realised what happened. It was like someone had just put us in a helicopter and dropped us on top of Everest. You know, it just sort of happened without... Um, so that was just so exciting. Um, but this is... On merit, this is incredible. And, and one of the things that has really frustrated me as a Richmond fan over the past few years has been the way that, that I feel like our premierships, people have always wanted to add a, like a yeah, but to them. So yeah, but 2017 was just a freak show. And yeah, but 2019, it was a soft kill. And you had all those games at the MCG and you probably wouldn't win if you weren't at the G and all this. And I just feel like saying, well, diminish this one. Like, what, what do you want to say? What do you want to say about this one? And like, well, the, the quarters were shorter, so you probably would have got over a bunch of long, had it kept going longer. I mean, fuck, well, Ed, you've yeah. opened the door. <laughs> I mean, no Jesus. one played at home. Uh, yeah. You're a bunch of cheats. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there was a fight out the front of the kebab shop. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, that, was, that was actually the making of our season, that fight out the kebab shop. <laughs> you know, it's actually interesting. The owner of the kebab zone there, he, during the week, he actually said that he would offer... He would offer free kebabs for life to the Richmond Football Club if they won the grand final. Did he really? And, uh, he or did, is yeah. this a joke? No, serious? no, it's truly, it's truly true. Yeah, I don't know the guy's name, but at kebabs, he said free kebabs for life. And the player said, um, we'd prefer a life membership to Hollywood Showgirls next door. So <laughs> if we could do that, please. I think You're right, that wasn't now, a joke right? at all. That sounds entirely plausible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Waleed, what point did you start to think they're going to win this? Because, like, I mean, Geelong go in pretty strong at half time. Did you still think the Tigers were going to get them? Uh, no, at half time, I thought we could win. That goal before the half time was massive. Yeah, oh, that felt huge. Mate, yeah. you know what? He almost got two. There was honestly, yeah, over, yeah. I thought he's going to get, they're going to get another. Yeah. So that, that goal was huge, but what was also big was the fact, the way we got it. So I think it was yeah. the fact that it was, uh, A, it was a miracle goal from Dusty. And like, without him, we don't win the game. I think that's clear. But, um, but the five minutes before where we just started to turn the game, and that's when the halftime entertainment really annoyed me. <laughs> so it's like, I'm so, hang on. You're like, fuck off, Shepard. Yes. Nothing against them. I thought We've got an easy kill on our hands. Yes. Well, no, no. But like, it just felt like there's momentum and now you're going to, have a halftime break that's longer than an actual quarter. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just, just anyway. But um, 
I, so I, was, I thought that was important that we turned the tide. And then, God, it was eerily similar to last year's prelim. Like, um, Prestia plays a big role in winning the ball out of the yeah. middle straight after the bounce. Uh, it's a little less direct than it was in last year's prelim, but the ball eventually ends up in the hands of a key forward. It kicks a goal within the first minute and we're away. And then suddenly, like when we hit the front that first time, um, I thought, actually, no, that was the only time, wasn't it? Um, I just thought, we're, we're going to win this. We're actually yeah, going there was, to win There was one moment where Geelong, uh, they, they pegged one back. Was it Menegola? Right. Grian Myers, yeah. Um, he got within yeah, three Grindmeyers. points and he kicked a goal to take him out. To yeah. Or something. But yeah. then you answered straight away and it was like, oh no, like momentum was all with the Tigers after that. Yeah. And then when Prestia kicked that goal, the first goal in the last quarter, it actually felt over. And I, I, it makes no sense because it's one of those things you don't want to say out loud because... It's only eight points, and if they mm-hmm. kick a goal, it's back to two points or whatever, and then you look like a real idiot. But it actually felt over. It was, it was incredible. Hey, may I just commandeer this entire conversation before it breaks <laughs> me in twain? Um, sorry, sorry, I, so no, I, I, much like Gary Rowan, we forgot you were here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just tell a slightly dark story that, that gave me some levity? Because you're right, at halftime, it was... I was nervous because we were looking quite good. And then I did get the aforementioned text from a friend that said, you're in. And I went, that's the stupidest thing someone's ever sent to me this early in a game. And then Shepard comes on and I start laughing because the simple fact is I remember Shepard uh, played their smash hit Geronimo. So they did it at a halftime break for us one time when I was on breakfast radio, we were up at uh, Mount Buller. We were doing an outside broadcast and it just so happened also, uh, unfortunately, and I mean, you guys have worked in breakfast radio before. Well, no, you try to keep it light. But that was the morning M817, unfortunately, went down. And then Geronimo, they're there. Oh, no. <laughs> Bombs away. Bombs away. And my producer lost her shit. And they were trying to take her away as we went to the news break to explain to the audience what had just happened. It still makes me laugh. And despite the fact it's an extremely dark story, this is the levity that I need right now to not think about the loss that happened yesterday. Also, that just gives me a timeline on how long Shepard had been dining out on that one side. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. That's about six, seven years. So, while where does, um, and you may have been a football follower you know, all your life, like where does, where does Dusty stand now? Like, you know, who is your childhood idol? Like, where is he kind of listed uh, now? So for me as a kid, it was Michael Roach. I just, yeah. You know, because as a kid, you only this care guy. about the person who kicks the goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so lucky for kids growing up now, they've got the guy who actually is the best player and kicks all the goals, mm. which is pretty amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I was... It's crazy it's when you think that they almost like, remember when he did a tour of GWS, like they weren't sure yeah. if they yeah. could bring him into line. And like, it's such an amazing story when you think about, I love... I mean, I love what Richmond have done, but I love the bro culture that's happened and that Trent Cotchin took him under his wing and that Damien Hardwick was this great influence. And the player that they made him from where he was seven or eight years ago, it's, it's such a great football story. Yeah, do you know that, that tour of GWS was actually really funny because I've spoken to people at the club about that. And I, <laughs> it was weird because he went there and they asked him all these, you know, about who he was and his life and all that stuff. And they said, oh, so who's your hero? And apparently he said, oh... Damien Hardwick. <laughs> said, oh, so, and what about like your best, who, who are the people you really love? And he goes, oh, I really love Trent Cotchin. And like everybody, including the GWS staff, just looked at him and said, why the hell are you here? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like he needed that moment to realise that it was just a stupid thing. But Charlie, you say that like Dimmer and um, 
you know, Cochin kind of brought him into line and took him under his wing. There, so that means those two are to blame because we could have some of the fucking greatest football stories ever if they just let Dusty do what Dusty should have done. Let him off the leash, yeah. Yeah, let him go. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, Rosie, and I, I appreciate the sentiment of it, but <laughs> I reckon if that yeah. happened... No, not really. But I reckon if that happened, <laughs> his career probably ends in about 2014. So you actually don't get that many. St- they become post-footy stories. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's one what, good point. I mean, Ricky Nixon's backed himself up, you know, a few Well, years that's a fair point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, I mean, his finals performances, like of the modern generation, he's got to be the best player. You can go back and probably find some people who are as good as him in finals. But in our lifetimes, almost, he is the best finals player that I've ever seen. Come the moment, come the man. He is just... Mm-hmm. Well, absolute... who, are the, who are the other ones? Like Luke Hodge, well, Lee Matthews, Zach Dawson. No, in yeah. recent time, <laughs> in the same, the last fifteen years, like Luke Hodge is Mister September. Prior to that, hey, he's got two non-Smiths. Is that right? Uh, yep. Um, You'd say like Paul Chapman, Stevie J. Stevie J. There you go, you, Dave. You know that's, that's all, that's all the thing bad. about it is though, you can't Jeez. just talk about the non-Smiths. This is the thing. Like he's won three non-Smiths, but he's been best on ground in just about every other final. Yes. It's, it's not like, is this his third Gary Ayres medal, I think? Yes, it is. Something like that. It's just, yeah. it's insane. So did you hear um, Bob Murphy said the most amazing thing this week, actually? I think they were actually talking about Gary Ablett and maybe Buddy Franklin, but it applies to Dusty um, in a way, probably even more. But he did said, he say, I deserve that premiership medal? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bob said, hey, Dusty, just give us one of your Norm Smiths as well. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't, he didn't say that, but his eyes certainly did. Um, no, he... <laughs> He said what it's like is that we're all playing in the AFL, but there are like five guys who actually play in a higher league and they've just dropped down. And mm-hmm. they're, so they're playing in your league, but they actually yeah, right. play on some other planet where they've got a, a competition. Um, and Dusty's like that. So it's, so it's like so, Space Jam, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly like Space Jam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I found Bob's explanation a little more eloquent, but yours was more succinct. Get me an offsiders, mate. Come on. <laughs> And that's what yeah, makes it so infuriating that Patrick Dangerfield was up forward. He's one of those ones who's in Space Jam and he's fucking up in the forward line doing <laughs> fuck all. Yeah, I, yeah. I, could, I could not understand that. It was killing me through the game. I'm like, I don't understand. He finished with 12 touches. 12? Well, who does he think he is? Gary Rowan. But it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Gary, would, Gary would drool over 12, mate. It was, um, <laughs> but I just don't understand that. I could not understand that. Why? Can I say, can I say as a Richmond fan though, Thorno? If you'd moved Dangerfield into the midfield, I would have liked that. In what respect? Because um, our back line would be so much more dominant with him not there, just structurally. We've already lost Gloucester, and now you let Grimes off the leash, and Grimes can just basically mop everything up. So I would have been quite happy if you'd moved Dangerfield up. Um, I, but then you're also like, you're excited. We get it into our 50, which makes me heaps excited because <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of that happening, mate, in the yeah. second half. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's fair. I can see your argument. Can we, yeah. can we, on danger. So the, uh, the elbow of Loston, has he been cited for that? I, I looked up early, actually. I don't believe he has uh, as of yet, but I also, uh, he himself said he probably won't be. And I think the general consensus that he, he probably won't be. <laughs> You know what, though? Two actions, though, right? Two actions, though? So, oh, in slow-mo, maybe, but no, I, re- I reckon it's okay. It's a grand yeah, final. You're allowed to elbow. Also, the look, on, the look on his face was a dude protecting himself, not like yeah. a dude who was trying to wipe someone and, out. And as a question, then, does Vlosten say to his insurers, well, I don't remember the game and I don't remember what happened for last week, so <laughs> whoever burnt down my house, I don't, I've never met him. I don't know what's happening here. 
That's an insurance scam, 100%. I'm saying it now. Oh. I'm broken hearted and I'm yeah. hungover. And that is. What a plan. What a plan. You, yeah. you, you start you yeah. playing for an AFL football team since the age of 18. You go, one yeah. day, I'm going to play in a grand final. The whole plan yep. is, I'm going to play in a grand final. I'm going to have some, a, a mate try and burn down my house. And yep. then I'm in that grand final, I'm going to get concussed. Yep. I won't be able to pretend I don't remember a thing. And it's like, mate, you know what? that is cunning. That is very cunning. You think him and Danger are in on it? Mate, Chambo, hey, Fat Daddy, you need to be a character witness. <laughs> I just think that's exactly what happened. And I can't understand your sarcastic tone. It's weird. Hey, well, can I ask, are you pinching yourself just by the fact, I mean, you have Will and Charlie here on the show from their podcast. They coined the term Richmondy in the same year that you won the premiership. Are you, are you pinching yourself that you now got sitting on three flags? Oh, he's, oh, he's, he's he's gone away. I didn't mute him. You, oh, yeah, you sure. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't yeah. even go rosy. Sorry, I, I yeah. muted because someone was running up the stairs and I didn't want the sound to oh. interrupt. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise I couldn't unmute myself. Um, am I pinching myself? I uh, mean, you can keep muting yourself if you want while they don't. I mean, please don't pinch yourself like a New York Times Zoom meeting. That Not on camera. <laughs> I save that only for the project. Um, no, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually unbelievable for, so I don't think people quite understand as a Richmond fan, what, like, yeah, we look like a powerhouse now and people talk about us as a powerhouse, like the dynasty and all that. And no one wanted us to win the grand final because Richmond again and all that sort of stuff. After 30 years or 35 years of not just not making grand finals, but actually being genuinely terrible, right? Like, so the thing, the joke was on... The, the joke that's on Will is he said Richmondy because we would do things like, um, you know, kick into the wind. Nights. Yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. What Will doesn't understand is those were great years for us. <laughs> like, if we, if we got to the point of getting to the last game of the year and, and losing it um, and missing out on the finals, that was ninth. That's like single figures. That's, that's incredible for us, you know. Um, we, we, had, we were so, so bad for so long. And, and you don't unlearn that sort of 35 years of pessimism, uh, even well, by I, winning flags. Well, 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 Rich, Richmondy was more than just losing. Like the, mm. when we would talk about Richmond, it was more the way in which Richmond will lose. It yeah, was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It was like Charlie Brown. It was like the ball would get pulled away from you as you're running into the kick every single time. Because the year you won the flag, there were two games in a row where you lost an extra time where you were leading. It was against the Swans and someone else. Freo. And remember... Yeah, we lost two kicks at the death. It was Frio and mm. GWS. And then yeah, the and I remember before, I think we lost to the Bulldogs by... A, amazing yeah. commentary from Ty Canelli, who was like, uh, and that last ball, he's like, Richmond are going to lose this game. They haven't got a spare back. Watch this. And it, exactly that happened. And that, yeah. to me, was just like the epitome of Richmond. It's like, they were, Richmond had good players and good teams and would make the finals occasionally. But it was just more the calamitous losses yeah. defined Richmond. Mm. I, I think we can yeah. all agree they were fantastic times. I think we all agree. <laughs> well, can I say this though? Like they have Ocean's <laughs> Eleven is shit, Richmond, because literally Benny Gale did the sort of go out and point to the crowd and say, "Here's what we want to achieve. Here's yeah. our plan." It's the first like long-term business plan in the history of long-term business plans that has actually been exceeded. 
mm. rather than just completely thrown away. If we could get Brendan Gale in charge of governments, things would get mm. achieved and under budget <laughs> because like, he was like, and, I, and we'll have 80,000 fans and I guess three premierships, two premierships. Everyone's like, yeah, it'll be three. It'll be 100,000, 150 next year. Yeah, but Will, you're actually making him sound like Donald Trump at the moment. Are you comfortable while they, like, uh, they've won three in four years. Are you happy to be fourth behind Brisbane, Geelong and Hawthorne as, you know, one of the better <laughs> of the dynasties? Uh, no, do you know what? I, I, um, you, you know what? I'll take three. I don't care where you rank us, to be honest. But um, I will say this. Yes, uh, there, is, there is something. I, all right, then fine. I'll make the argument. <laughs> it's the greatest of the, th of the four. Um, there is something really, actually, this is the most varied of them. So um, at the risk of sounding like a fan when I'm actually trying to do this analytically, R Richmond win the flag in 17 and then they're top of the ladder in 18 when that's probably actually their best season, right? Mm. And at the end of 18, they introduced the 666 rule. And there was this article on the AFL website that showed that Richmond should be the most affected by that because they set up with two behind the ball more game time than anybody else. They actually, the whole game plan relied on that. So the 666 rule is probably going to hurt them. Yeah, you can yeah. call it that if you like. 666 rule is meant to, not meant to hurt Richmond, but it's probably going to. And they go out and win the flag. And then, and they obviously Lynch is a big part of that. And then we do that last year and we win that flag by kicking most of our goals in red time. Late in the quarter, we grind everyone down and then we put the score on late. And then what happens this season? The game gets shortened. So now it's 16 minute quarters instead of 20 and we lose all our red time. And so that weapon's taken away from us. And then we go out this year and we win the flag with that taken away from us. And then the, the finals have shifted to a ground where it's really all about winning stoppages and we're the worst stoppage team in the competition. And then with four weeks to go, we say, all right, well, let's just become the best stoppage team in the competition. And then we do it. And then we win the flag. And along the way, we beat Port and Geelong, who were respectively first and second best stoppage teams in the competition. Like, if you can like navigate that level of varied terrain. I mm -hmm. think at some point you've just got to say, they're actually really, really, really good. Does that make yeah. up Michael, the Tom you, Michael, Lynch you being you a lead again? I don't think we need to hear anymore. So, this just, Jesus. Does that make up for Tom Lynch being a fuckwit though? <laughs> you can call him what you want now. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, that's a really kind of great case in point, Wiley, that you put together. I'm, I'm just glad that you do agree that Hawthorne is the best team of the century. That's okay. That's all fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that all also relies on the idea that we don't think that Richmond are going to do this again next year, which they clearly oh, are. Wow. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, that, but, uh, can, I, can I survey the field? Who, who do you think? I've got a view on who I think the best team is, and I'll reveal it at the end. If you of like. all those, but, of those yeah. four? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Brisbane. Any other bits? Look, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm starting. To, I'm starting to think it's going to be Richmond. I really do. Like just the way that they've overpowered everybody, and I still feel like they've got so much more left in them. Like Geelong, sorry, Thorbo, but like Geelong feel like this was a bit of a last chance for a couple of players. But Richmond, they just like it. Like Rance finished. And they just went, ah, oh, it'll be fine. We'll be fine <laughs> yeah. without Alex Rance. Rance. Yeah. Rance will become a yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, uh, look, of our hot period, the thing is in 08, we literally were beaten by a side where then they had to change the rules of the game because they, they played so crook and yeah. it was such a bad, they kept rushing everything they could to a rush behind and made it such an abomination of a game. 
And then you've got Stewie Jew for some reason that not even Stewie Jew, just from his thigh down, plays out of its <laughs> fucking skin. And that's the reason you won. If it wasn't for that, we'd have four, which then means, like, it's frustrating. I think that period we were great. I think, yeah, yeah. I think we should have more premierships lately, and that's been frustrating. But, of course, I'm going to back my own team in. So I, I'm with sense. you, Rosie. I reckon Brisbane is the best team I've ever seen. That was just an unbelievable team. But I think... Across every line. Well, yeah, just, yeah. And... and if I'm being neutral, like if I take my own Richmond bias out of it, that's the team I've loved the most. Like I just, yep. just loved watching like every single player I just loved in that team. But I think what, what's happened with Richmond is I think they're the best coached team of all of them, which is why if Rance goes down, um, I mean, we should point out Geelong won one of theirs after Ablett left, right? That's pretty nice. Mm. Um, but People probably would say of those four great dynasties, Richmond has the least talented list. Uh, I think that underrates some of the talent, but it's probably fair enough when you compare it to those. But that actually underscores just how amazing a performance it's been. I was actually thinking about that today, Waleed, actually, by the fact that I was looking at the Richmond team and I'm thinking, who are the Hall of Famers on that team? Mm. And you look at the Brisbane team and it's like, geez, half the team are Hall of Famers. Like, who do you reckon will be the Hall of Famers? Like, I can say, like, Rewald, Cotchum... Uh, Dusty, obviously. Like, who, who after that do you think? So the one, and I know the their career is not done, but the ones that that always gets overlooked is Edwards. He's unbelievable. He's so good. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Good. unbelievable. Will and I didn't even know who he was two years yeah. ago. We had a, <laughs> multiple listeners. He was an all Australian, and we had we'd never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, he's so amazing. good. He's he's just incredible. Dylan um, Grimes would be up there. Yeah, I think Dylan Grimes has to be up there. Except for the diving, yeah. that, that can can't I just... let him in for diving. Can I just say on Edwards though, like he's he's humble to the point of his humbleness being overpowering. Like, <laughs> like I think that's the reason that people don't realise how good a player is because every time he's interviewed, he's like, "So, gee, sir, it's just nice to have a game with the big boys." <laughs> I, you know, I met Gary Ablett. We, Gary Ablett and I trained together. It was amazing. Yeah. Will, I felt exactly the same. I, for some reason, was still watching yeah. all the post-match interviews. Why? I don't know. But yeah, mm. and he was so nice and about Gary and about how they've shared all that. And also, <laughs> like, you've got kids. What is he now? 30? Is that right, Waleed? 31? Uh, yeah, he, I might be, he might be just over 30. He might be 31 or something. But, yeah. but he, he genuinely looks like a 21-year-old who's got a fake beard on. Yeah. He's yeah. just yeah. trying yeah. to sneak yeah. into, like, September Club or whatever's going on. And it's well, like... The, the interview that so with him... After the game where he was waxing lyrical about Gaz, but also Dusty, it was funny. I watched a few of those post-game interviews and even Joel Selwood talking about Dusty. Everyone sounded like a football fan, like they're a teenager again. Like Joel Selwood has just lost a grand final, but he had a smile on his face talking about Dustin Martin. It's like mm. we, we had plans for him. We, we tried to beat him, but like the guy's a freak. Like he's a once-in-a-generation kind of what, player. What do you think of those players having their little um, notes with them when they went up to, you know... Um, on the podium. I was just like, just do it off the top of your head, mate. You know what you're going to say. Yeah. Why do you but need see, notes? Fucking what you, hell. What you're forgetting is last year, Trent Cotchin got up and gave his speech and he forgot to thank the Tiger Army. <laughs> so I just think he, there was a case for him actually having some stuff written down. Right. Um, and then the other thing is sponsors. I don't know if I really want my footballers running around with the sponsors' names in their heads. So I'm quite comfortable with them having that stuff written down. Well, there was yeah. a funny moment where Dustin Martin got up there to thank, and he'd obviously been worded up to thank Toyota. But as yeah. he's thanking Toyota, he's got Jeep very prominently <laughs> on his jumper. <laughs> I'm like, I bet you they're loving that. <laughs> and also, thank the people you really want to thank, Dusty. Um, you know, hey, you can actually from Columbia. Like, Adam, you need to put a light on. You look like you're in witness protection right now. 
-hmm. He digitally altered your voice. That's how I go. I, I what, I love, what I love about Dustin Martin uh, and the way that he, his speech went, because I think this is the evolution of Dusty as well, right? Like he did get up there and he thanked all the sponsors and he thanked the AFL. But then it just like, his speech was like a Nirvana song. It was like slow, slow, slow. And then it just came home really hard yeah. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying when everyone was getting their medals. I mean, we know the debacle that got all the attention, unfortunately, you know, with the West Coast Eagles just blanking every kid and obviously... <laughs> probably they had, they were thinking about other things absolutely mate how they're going to pay off their tick but then um <laughs> but i like it it's funny how the power dynamic has completely shifted now because every guy goes up so conscious that they want to be nice to the kid and so many kids are like see a champ buddy what i had to and then they just <laughs> up and blank the handshake did you say yeah. you watch bluey uh, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't it um toby dan curvis i think he got completely left in the cold and then he came down and did you see all the richmond fans go up to him and start shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, so Rewald, Rewald came out with it like, you're right. He's the yeah, brilliant. Yeah, hey, can I say uh, thank you very much, Waleed, for sharing your adventures with you. And congratulations, mate. It's uh, incredible to see your team win three out of four, and it could possibly have been four out of four. Dave Thornton, can I say you're a great sport for coming along to this show? It's so incredibly kind of you. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm a Hawks fan, so suck it. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> And Wiley, by the way, too, actually, this is a joke from earlier. I'm wearing a top hat and a smoking jacket. I'm pretending I'm in the um, members at the MCC. So just to, just in case you thought that I'm... Oh, no, um, sorry. I didn't notice. I, thought it was... I have to have to go off and, you know, do a, a theatre show of The Greatest Showman or something. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> More like a theatre restaurant. Yeah, I think so. And can we say thank you to all the people who've, uh, who've been who watched today from all across Australia, the big brown land and also across the... Um, the world really I have so many people from international uh adam will from charlie from international have the borders been closed so long <laughs> <laughs> it is can it you believe like that we're demanding yeah. that people who immigrate here take a language test when yeah. people who've lived here their whole lives Wrong. I'm looking forward to going international next year. <laughs> Jambo, you just had the syntax of Borat. Thank you, international. <laughs> and this is a man who just mocked the players for needing notes to speak. <laughs> oh, this, is, this, this is the shit I got to put up with. But I'm going. Thank you so much, guys, for coming along. So incredibly kind of you. <sighs> See you next year. We are two guys, one car.